Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host, Ken Russi. What's going on, my dude? How's you? How's, how's good, man? Good. Good. <laughs> good, man. Good, good. Wonderful. Wonderful. Glad to hear it. You know, the week, the, the, the day after E3 ends and the weeks afterwards are always a very interesting time. Because you get to hear other people's opinions on what they liked, what they didn't like, what they didn't like. Yes, who the uh, winners and losers of the conference of the conferences were of E3 were, all that stuff. Uh, but last week we gave you guys a part one of our impressions of E3's press conferences. We did Microsoft, Bethesda, and EA and EA Play. This mm-hmm. week, part two, we're gonna do Ubisoft Square. Yes, Ubisoft, Square, and and uh, Nintendo, and then anything extra that we saw or you know before or after was that we liked, didn't like anything, anything of that nature. Let's go ahead and jump right into things with Ubisoft. And of course, I'm going to pass it over to you, friend. What oh. did you like from Ubisoft this year? So there wasn't much. <laughs> Agreed. Um, you know, and there wasn't a lot that I disliked with Ubisoft. Um, it was just more meh. Like, yeah. just, just more meh, you know? Like, they had 10 years of just dance. Meh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which, by so, the way, quick, quick aside, real quick, since you brought it up first, I've listened to a bunch of different people talk about the Just Dance thing, and I think I, I'm glad they didn't start the conference off with it. Mm-hmm. But it, but it felt weird putting it in the middle of the yeah. conference. However, I didn't, yeah. my, I personally didn't mind that it was there because I personally like fun things, and I thought that was fun. For, personally, I did. Yeah. I think a few was, years ago they had like a shark thing or something or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. It, it was better than last year. We'll put it that way. But I mean, there were things missing. Like obviously, you were super sad. There was no Splinter Cell. I know there was, was not. Like, there was not. You know, but I'll get to that in, in my likes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was also was no Beyond Good and Evil Two. I mean, right. they showed that extensively, extensively last year, yeah. and this year we got nothing. So it's like, okay. Kind of surprised that we didn't get anything. Yeah, it's still in the works. Year. You know, do we not have a release date? Are they pushing it now towards the next gen consoles? Was it already planned for the next gen? And they just gave us early whatever. But yeah, nothing on that. Um, but what I did like, they kind of showed off a game called Gods and Monsters. Yeah. And they, they didn't really show it off, but uh, from what I've heard and what I've seen, uh, graphically, it looks nice if they if it stays that way graphically yeah um but it's like supposed to be the assassin creeds guys take on if they was to do like a legend of zelda sort of style of game is what i've heard uh yeah that's what, what i keep hearing to too as i like compare it to legend of zelda mm-hmm. um but again there wasn't anything and i'm kind of hesitant like the assassin creed guys aren't really n- known for making Great open world game, <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
I mean, I'm I'm sure there's people that like them. They keep making Assassin's Creed games, so obviously people like them. But I would never put them on a list of like the top ten greatest games I've ever played. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm a little hesitant for it, but I did like it. Um, yeah, and that was really about it that I liked from the conference. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There, there was I, something I... they announced that I hated. So I'll let <laughs> I'll let you take a turn. Yeah, so I really only have three likes on my list from from Ubisoft. Uh, one of those being Watch Dogs Legion. I really liked the look of that and the concept of it. How you can play as any NPC basically and recruit them to join uh, Dead Second whatnot. That's a really really cool thing. And the setting of London, I really like that too. Just because it's something different. It's le- it's leaving America and going to the UK uh, in a post uh, Brexit. Uh, society and the world and all that stuff. So I'm really looking forward yeah, to seeing that how... that worked so well during Assassin's Creed. <laughs> it yeah. worked so well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh, I'm hoping that this is going to be uh, a cool thing. And like I said, I like the ambition of the idea of playing as an NPC. They, they, you know, you can have a, they say you can have a whole army of grannies if you wanted to, of elderly people. That, that'd be kind of cool. I'm just saying. You can play it any kind of way you want to. And I think that's... Uh, going to be the fun of it. I'm concerned with it because they've said they've handcrafted every NPC, which is cool. Uh, but saying it, actually seeing it, are two totally different things. Uh, yeah. So wanting to see that for myself, seeing if there are... Because, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of repetition here and there in terms of biographies for people and that sort of stuff. But I wonder if, you know, if somebody has, you know... A family member or something, and you recruit that family member. Uh, does do does the other do the other members of that family uh, have more of a inkling to join DeadSec with their parent or whoever it may be, because that that member is in DeadSec or you know. And when you have so many people in your group, how does that work as far as personalities for the missions and that sort of stuff? Because I if it was me. I would expect, um, or I'm expecting, maybe this is me thinking, me wanting too much, but I'm expecting things like, almost like the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood style of thing, where you have to level up your, uh, your, your people and whatnot, they get better skills as they go on, and then, you know, their attitude, uh, changes from when they first enter DeadSec to if they're, you know, one of the highest ranking people in DeadSec, in your little group anyway. Because I would not, I would not want, I wouldn't want to see someone who's new to the organization, who just completed their loyalty mission, to join, acting like they've been there forever. I would want them to still be a little unsure about things, and have them grow. So I want to see how all that stuff uh, plays out. But again, to put it all to put this all to bed with Watch Dogs Legion, I'm very excited about it. It's an ambitious take on the game. I want to see how well it's executed, though. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really cool if they do have a finite amount of Londoners, and you keep getting them killed, and then there's like no one out on the street. <laughs> <laughs> like that would that would be my test because they say every NPC. But I kind of feel like they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that either it's randomly generated characters, and once you like recruit them, then it gives them 
uh, a random set of generic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems like uh, the easier way for them to take it out. Right. So I don't, I don't believe them when they say you can recruit any NPC. You know, it, it feels a little off to me. Like I feel like they're they're not giving us the whole truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But did you did you play any of the other Watch Dogs beyond the demo? I played Watch Dogs one. I really liked it a lot. Besides, like that middle part, it was really slow, really boring. Didn't like it. But everything else other than that was good. I was good. I liked it. The second one, unfortunately, didn't play much of. They had a free trial of it a while back, and I right. played what I played of that, and I really liked it. I haven't gone back to it yet. But with this one coming, um, if it if it does go like free to play or in the game pass something like that, then I'll probably pick it up and check it out. Or if I find a used copy somewhere, you know, I pick it up, buy it, and play it, and whatever. Because, I mean, like I said, I like I like the Watch Dogs framework that the game does. Right. So, you know, yeah. I do want to uh, see how the story... See how they, see how they, how they take the story um, and bring it over to uh, London. Well, that's a great segue into uh, the thing that I hated. Because why don't you just pick up the You Play Pass? <laughs> <laughs> you play plus whatever they call them so yeah i really don't like that i've mentioned this before so people that have listened to the show before already know but i don't like the idea of subscribing to get games and uh ubisoft has pretty much announced that that's where they're moving towards is you play plus uh which right now is just going to be on pc and you pay, I think it's like $15 a month. And you uh, get to play their entire library of games that they have. Um, they also mentioned that on the Google Stadia, uh, that if you want to play their games, you have to add the Uplay Plus subscription on top of the Google Stadia subscription. Mm. So uh, I really don't like that. And I imagine that they'll probably eventually bring the Uplay Plus over to Xbox and PlayStation 4. I would 4. imagine at some point, definitely. Yeah, and then eventually that that'll be it like oh you want to play all of our games well then you got to get the subscription and i just don't like that sort of feeling of not owning what i'm playing you know the the tangibly when i sign up for a subscription i am saying that you are allowing me access to the content you're providing and i like to physically own you know, even on digitals, like I need to be able to own it. That needs to be mine forever. Like you can't take that away from me. You yeah. know, even even if it becomes illegal and you can't sell it anymore, you know, I should still at least be able to own that. Like that, that should be mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I mean, I I I agree with you there. I'm not I'm not too uh, keen on the whole thing either. But again, it's coming from a person who has EA access and the Game Pass for Xbox. Um, so it didn't bother me too much, but because I would imagine that it's not going to be a thing of like, oh, you know, we're not going to make physical copies of the game, or we're not going to sell it separately digitally. It's just an extra option for those people. You know, if they want to do this, they can. But you can still buy it separately if you want to. You know, here's the thing. Though, that, 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 that's what I think is going to happen. I think yeah. it's just I think it's another avenue for people to play Ubisoft games, which I think is okay. Um, it's again, it's much like EA Access, or it's just, it's just another option for people. EA is not saying, "Hey, this is the only way to play our games." 
uh, you know, you can't you can't do it anywhere any any other way besides having the subscription service. That's just me. Right, but here here's the things that you have to understand. Um, one is that you're essentially giving away your freedom when you're signing up for these. You're you're giving up your rights to own those titles at any time. They can decide what you can and can't play. So you're yeah. you're signing away your freedom. You know, you're essentially saying, "Here you go. I I don't have the freedom to play the games that I want to." So that's something that you have to understand. Is that that's why I dislike it is because you are giving away the freedom. The second thing is that, you know, what happens, like let's say Destiny is on a pass program and yeah. then they decide, well, you we're done playing it. You know, we're done supporting it. Uh, not enough people are playing it. And now you're still playing it, but you don't get to. Like yeah. this is the scenario that can happen. Um, Absolutely. I've seen it several times uh, because I do follow a... Uh, Twitter feed, which I recommend following. I believe it's called Dead Game News, at Dead Game News, something like that, um, where they literally show games that die and you have no way of playing them. Like, they just stop providing support and that's it. The game is done. And whether you paid for it or it's a part of subs- uh, subscription, that's it. You know, it's, it's gone. It's bye-bye. It's vaporware, you know? And so that's what infuriates me. It's not so much the... Oh, it's not simple and easy. You know, it it is. It is simple and easy, and that's how they're hooking people. But you're you're giving away that that freedom that you know has been instilled since the early days of Atari, where you have this game, you have the right to sell it, you have the right to do whatever you want with it after you purchase it. You know, you can trade it, you can sell it, you can give it to a friend, you can destroy it. Right. You, you know, that's that's going bye bye. It's now being put in the controls of the game companies and the CEOs that honestly, I don't think they give two shits about they don't, us. Bro. As long we, as we know they don't. We yeah, know as long as we, we give them their money. <laughs> as long as, right, as long as we get to you to give them their money, we know they don't care, bro. Yeah. We so, know this. Yeah. And I give I give the EA access a little bit of a slide for two reasons. Um one, because you're not getting every game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, well, once we decide they're no longer profitable, now you can play them. <laughs> you know, that's that's essentially what it is, is people are no longer buying the game. Here you go. Play it. You know, so I give it a little bit of a slide because of that. And, you know, $30 for a year, um, that's very cheap. You know, when you compare it to $15. What's that? Fifteen times twelve. That's hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. I'm I'm just rounding up. I'm not sure if that's even accurate, but <laughs> you know, roughly hundred and eighty dollars a year for that. So that's a huge difference in that. And considering that you know, with EA Access, you can still buy the games and own them and have them. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's true. You can. You know. You can physically the other, buy them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I went on a tangent here. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, that that's what I hated. I guess you had some other stuff that you wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, just just so, two other things. Let's, though, two other things. <laughs> let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roller Champions. I was like, you know, I was a little uh, iffy at first when they were talking about it, but 
I like the idea of uh it reminds me of uh there was a there was an old like there was an old show you see all the time. I forget what well, I forget like what channel it was on, but it was like a it's a sports thing. It was like roller derby, like roller derby or something like that. It may have been it. I don't know. Maybe American Gladiator or something like that. But I remember them being on roller skates, and you could hit people over, over, over the boards, and that's what it looked really, really uh, fun. So it reminds me a little bit of that. Um, I, I, I want to. I don't. My thing, being a sports person, I want to know if I can do a season mode or or anything like that and make my own players and teams and have their own styles like i wonder if i can do any of that stuff because if so that might be enough to make me at least check it out and see yeah. what, and see and see more of it and everything they did say it was a beta for it on or on you play or something like that or whatever uh but i think, I think it's already it, up and done with yeah it's like already up and done i'm sure at this point they just but, they just did it over the weekend or something yeah mm-hmm. forget so but. i didn't get a chance to get into that but i did but they didn't make clear if it was, if it was only for like PC or Xbox, I had no idea what it was for, unless I missed them say it, but I, I missed I thought it. you missed it, because they. I thought they said they were releasing it on all the consoles, um, but, yeah, they were putting the beta on the Uplay. Yeah, I okay. thought. gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one other thing that I really liked, uh, and then from the what I heard thing, from people that were playing it, they said that it's going to give Rocket League a run for its money. That it's kind of in the similar vein. That would be League. pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, Rocket League's really fun. I'm not mm-hmm. good at the game. I don't. I've I've only played like a few times, mind you, as well. A couple but, times we played, we won, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's really fun, man. I can't lie to you. So I'm hoping that this, like you said, is gonna challenge Rocket League, and and that'll be exciting to see them two go at it once yeah. again. Actually, launches and all that stuff. So the last thing that I liked was Tom Clancy's Elite Squad. Uh, I didn't get my Splinter Cell announcement, but Sam is in this game, so as close as I'm gonna get to it, I guess for now. Yeah, uh, he's in there. There's a few other, you know, Ubisoft characters from different games in there. So it's, I think it's a mobile game or something like that. Yep. So uh, I mean, yep. yeah. So I don't know how much I'm gonna actually play it, but if it's, it, it looks like it's gonna be like an RTS style of a game, so that has my attention somewhat. I'm. I don't. I don't know anything else about it though, as far as you know, mechanics and gameplay loop, and if there's gonna be uh, your typical microtransaction to fanfare we see with mobile games. So that might, if so, that might turn me off from it. I don't think I can sort of play straight up, but we'll see. I don't know. The one thing that I will say about Splinter Cell, besides being unfortunate to not see anything about it again for like third year in a row now, I believe. there was something about Phil Spencer or somebody or other talking about, I missed it, but I heard it in another podcast, that he brought it up and he said somebody had alluded to Splinter Cell and he was like, well, I'm not going to talk about the new one or something like that. So that kind of confirms that they're working on it maybe. But again, I didn't, I heard about it on another podcast, so I didn't actually see it myself. Just yeah. going off what I heard. So who knows? Who I don't knows? know, but I mean... If I could say, I'm not really going to talk about the new Madden. You know, what, Madden 2021, 2022? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, you know. Yeah, it doesn't hold much weight. Yeah. But, you know, I want to see it. I didn't see it. But he's an elite squad, so, again. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, I guess. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, But that was it for Ubisoft. It was a light 
conference for them. They didn't really do a whole lot to really impress me besides again, like, you know, the things that I listed here. They brought a pit bull on stage. They did. I think I missed that. I was having buffering issues for a, a good part of that for some reason as well. So I think, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. I missed it because I wasn't, uh, I was out and about. So I was just sort of tuning in when I could. I think right. that's what happened. And then they did this weird thing where at the end, this is my only dislike. They did this weird thing at the end where it's sort of just like, it just cut off. And then it went to a, a, a Rainbow Six Siege uh, thing, which is fine. I don't mind Siege. But when I when I was watching it and it got to the end, I was like, Wait, was that it? Mm. It was an abrupt yep. end to me. It wasn't, and it was an immediate switch to the Rainbow Six Siege tournament that they were doing for Cherry, which was, again, a good thing they did. But was this a weird ending that caught me off guard? I, I don't remember the ending. Yeah, I think it was, <laughs> it was right after the, the, the gods and... Uh, gods the, and monsters? Yeah, gods and monsters thing, yeah. That was okay. the last thing they showed, and then that was it. It just went bam right to right to siege. I was okay. No like, no fade to black. No, uh, you know, Ubisoft logo. It was it was weird. But anyway, right. Hmm. On to Square Enix, my friend. Yay! <laughs> I think this was this was probably one of your favorites. I I think right. Was because yeah. of all the Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, obviously they they showed off a lot more for the Final Fantasy VII remake, um, which looks amazing. You know, Tifa, best girl. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we found out some more information. Like, we, we still believe the game is going to be a two-disc uh, game. Right. And it's going to be a two-part game. <laughs> so there's going to be a second part later. Like, it's going to end Cliffhanger or whatever uh for it but it looks amazing i'm super excited about it it looks like they're very faithfully uh replicating the original game and making it fun you know because you can switch between the different characters even though you only play as one character at a time you can switch between them you know you can freeze time if you're like me and you're like okay what do i do here do i need to cast a spell or whatever you can kind of pause it and stop time so you have time to decide what you're going to do and I really appreciate that. Uh, and it just, again, I, I mean, I got chills just watching the video. Yeah, so. we were definitely, you were definitely getting chills. And I felt bad a little bit that I couldn't feel what you were feeling. Mm-hmm. Because I never experienced Final Fantasy VII back when. Right. But the cool thing now for me is that I'll get to do so. Well, if if I recall, when Seven came out, I think you probably, you could have still been in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you could have been that old maybe i'm kind of <laughs> curious i kind of want to look 96 97 i want to say, say 97 was when it came out 1997 i let's see i was uh, i was i was maybe about like i was born in 92 so three four five okay. six seven i was like five or six years old okay so there so, you go so yeah so that's also why i missed it <laughs> Was a young warthog back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it does have a lot of nostalgia for me because, as I said before, very first game I ever beat by myself, didn't get any help, you know, or I didn't watch my dad play and beat, you know, very first game for me uh, that I beat. And so, you know, I'm going to be playing it a heck of a lot. 
and I'm going to have to get it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, did you see they have a... So there's a $350 version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Comes with a huge... like This is literally how big it is. And it's Cloud and a motorcycle. <laughs> I did see that. I think they were showing it at the end of everything, of the trailers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's really dope. Yeah. yeah, it's like $350. You can only get it, I believe, from the Square Enix store, though. So that's the only place to get it. Yeah. But, yeah, just everything looks amazing. And from my understanding, too... They've actually had the voice acting for this game done for the past five years. Wow. Like They've been working on this game, but the voice acting has been done. I was looking on Twitter, and one of the people was like, wow, I can finally talk about this that I did five <laughs> years ago. Wow. When I did this. So, That's really cool. Yeah, so it's very amazing. And I've also seen other stuff. Like The team is actually going in, and they're making the like lip syncs for the different regions they're actually making them like lip sync and they're having the characters do stuff that they would do like for the japanese culture versus the american culture and stuff like that's that that's cool okay so there there's a lot of detail in this as well that i've seen so definitely that was the highlight for the show for me and uh super stoked we still got like 8 months 250 days before it comes out because i think it's march 3rd 2020 right i believe so yeah so um i think there was actually another game uh from ubisoft ubisoft is releasing like their next ghost recon game and i felt really bad for them because they're releasing it yeah after final fantasy 7 and then there's another game coming out uh, i figure which one it is but it's also slated for a early march 2020 release <laughs> i'm like they're done like there's there's no way anyone is going to play this new ghost recon game when they when these (laughs) are out yeah i i if people have as much affinity for final fantasy as they do you know those are definitely gonna because there's two of them coming out there's there's they're doing a remake of two of the older games because they're doing seven and there's another one that they're doing right yeah well there's there's that one I think that one. I think those are further out, but I know they're working on those at least. I don't think they're further out. No, okay. actually, no. Yeah, okay. like, they're... I remember seeing both. At, I remember seeing both at, or a few of them at at the conference, and so I remember what date they were yeah. doing or whatnot. Um, I'd have to obviously look it up, which I could easily do, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy VIII is getting what they're calling a remaster, and it is getting a new skin. Like I looked at. Uh, there was people showing like because uh, when I first saw it I was like that that looks like the same right that's the same thing as what I remember from the game I played <laughs> and then people showed like the original photo from the Playstation and the new remaster I was like oh that is quite a bit different so Age is getting a remaster they're putting a new skin a high resolution almost like PS2 style graphics instead of the Playstation 1 honestly that is in my opinion uh, the worst Final Fantasy. It's the one that I loathe the most. Mm-hmm. And so I really couldn't care less uh, if they're remastering or whatever. But I thought they, it was going to release in November. I thought they were having a oh, okay. release for it. Maybe it's what it is because it's a remaster. So it might come out a little quicker. So mm-hmm. Versus yeah. what they're doing with 7. Yeah, I just... It's just... For me, it's poorly designed. Because for a speedrunner, I guess, it's okay. Because you could from the moment you start to the end of the game, 
like the monsters grow with you. Right. You know, so when you level up, the monsters level up. For me, that defeats the purpose of having a level up system in the game. You know, why am I getting stronger just for my enemies to get stronger? I might as well just like blitz through and not even. Uh, I, I, I'm like that too. I'm very yeah. much with you on that one. I like leveling up in game, but if I don't, if I go into an area where there's level one monsters and they're not level one. Well, no, that's not, that's the thing. You're level one, you go into the area, they're level one. Oh, oh I'm sorry, I, I, I said it all wrong. You know, I said it all wrong. Like, yeah. if, I'm level, if I'm level 20, going into an area where there's like level one monsters and they're not, and they're not, they're not level one, they're, le- they're level 20 like me. And what's the point of me getting more powerful if they're just yeah. going with me? Yeah, exactly. If, if, so. if I if I want to go back and farm XP, I mean I, I shouldn't go, I shouldn't be going to a level one area if I follow twenty, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. The point. You, you know what I mean. I mean just just get rid of the level up system. It's that simple. There's if you're not getting stronger and you're not uh, getting more health or whatever, there's no point in having the monsters level up with you. Just get rid of the level up system. It's that simple. You know, make your weapon upgrades and other stuff, whatever, if you want to get more powerful. But so, yeah, so I was super um, bugged out about uh, that game. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a I could talk on length about how much I dislike Final Fantasy. VIII, so uh, but the other Final Fantasy is Crystal Chronicles. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to do this because it was a GameCube exclusive. And uh, you could play it by yourself, but it was also multiplayer. And if you were going to play multiplayer, you actually had to have a Game Boy Advance and the GBA to GameCube connector, and you would play on the Game Boy Advance and on the TV at the same time. So, like, your controls and your menu would be down on the GBA, and then on the TV would be, like, the the game itself. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm kind of interested to see how they do it. Honestly, it feels like they took an old video and just up it. So I'm hoping <laughs> they, they do a little more work to make it look a little crisper and a little bit better um, than what I saw. But I loved the music in Crystal Chronicles. And it was one of my favorite games for the GameCube. Uh, it was very simplistic and very simple. Like there wasn't a lot to the game itself. So... Honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised that they're bringing it back. Maybe they'll do like add more stuff to it or or make the game a little bit longer because you could you could beat it in a night. Like you and a friend could sit down and and beat the game, finish it in like several hours, you know. So uh but yeah, those are the other two Final Fantasy games that they announced at the conference. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I knew I knew there were more. I couldn't remember how many more there were. At, at Square's uh, press conference. Well, but they I, also talked also about the like mobile the... title, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who cares about that? No, no one. I um I also did like the seven the Final Fantasy VII remake. As I said, I missed it mm-hmm. way back when, so having a, a, the chance to play it now right. is going to be fun for me. Especially with and... the with, with the combat options they give you, you can either play it like the newer action based games. Or you can mix 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 it in with the other one, with the mm-hmm. slow down combat style of it, which I think is also nice for yeah. those that want that. I probably yeah. do both. And I mean, it's okay. You never played it in the past. The question is now, like, how does it uh, affect you? You know, is it the sort of game that you're like, 
well, it's it's kind of steampunky and it's got like action and monsters and mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of like shooting stuff and that. So it's it's kind of different that way. So the question is like, does it appeal to you off of today, not what yeah, you right, past? right, right, not not off of nostalgia for missing it, yeah, but 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 given what given what the current landscape of gaming is now, does it mm-hmm. fit in with? Does it resonate with me? Is what is what yeah. you're asking me? Yeah. Um, I I couldn't really answer that question right now. Okay, no, I could. I mean, I could. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell you that I'm definitely interested in playing it, um, mm-hmm. for sure, because now I'm more into you know RPGs and that sort of stuff. So I'm definitely uh, interested in that regard. I just don't know when I'll play it. Is is my thing. Because I could not get to it, you know, when it comes out, I get to it a year later, whenever. I do want to play as a matter of when. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... What if it, it's kind of like The Witcher, man? Right. Yeah, if it's if it's like The Witcher, um, which is high praise, then yeah, of course. You know, if, if, people, if people are talking it up, uh, you know, <clears throat> so much that word of mouth gets around... And I mean, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. People are already talking it up, though. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess, I guess my point being that now it's getting the remake, the remake, remake, yeah, the remake. Then, um, <laughs> then that would make me more apt to pick it up. I mean, word of mouth is a huge uh, deal for video games, in my opinion. For me, anyway, I, I personally could talk about Mass Effect or Witcher. You know, talk those games up because they are some of my favorite games. And if people, I want people, I want people to experience those games. So much like you with Final Fantasy, to me, you know, talking it out to me, and it, it makes me want to play it more because I have people who've told me so many good things about the game and how they like it. So I want to experience it for myself and see how I like it. Mm-hmm. It was much like Portal for me. Portal was one of those games that everybody kept talking about, you know, and saying how good it was and all that stuff. And I played it. And hot take here, I guess. But I'm I liked it, but I'm not I'm not a big puzzle gamer guy. I puzzles in games tend to it depends on how they're done, but more times than they, they tend to frustrate me and break the flow of the game. So a game that's majority puzzles doesn't uh do it for me, I guess. I okay. want something more than just puzzles, but that that's just the kind of person that I am. I don't mind them sprinkled in here and there, but I think for me, a game that was all puzzle-based like Portal was, uh, you know, it was fun. I beat the game, but I had to look up guys for puzzles, and I was like, I kind of want to get it done and be over with it, so that, that that's just me. I liked it, okay. but puzzles frustrated me. So I want that experience of talking the game up and playing it myself and form my, my, my own opinion about said game. <clears throat> okay. So you're gonna pick it up then? Yeah, at some point, yes. Going <laughs> away. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no doubt this game is gonna be a title contender for game of the year. Like I, I guarantee you that. That it's gonna be a title contender. You know, you can tell. Like Witcher Three, you knew Witcher Three was going to be a title contender before it came out. Yeah. And that's that's the way Final Fantasy I think is building up. You know, unless there's like game breaking bugs and it's the worst trash ever <laughs> or they do something else. But I, I guarantee you 
it's going to be a great game. So you should pick it up. Fair enough. <laughs> An interesting side note, uh, Final Fantasy VII was actually one of the first games my wife beat as well. Huh. And she like it beat it all on her own. So she, she super loves Final Fantasy VII as well. And she, I showed her the video, the new trailer that they showed during the Square Enix. And she like at the end of it, she was like almost crying because Aww. of how much she wanted this game. Um, although she's not very much into action games, so she's kind of sad that it's more action right, and oriented, turn based style. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I may have to make her sit through it with me. And <laughs> we can play it. There you go. She, That'd be fun. She doesn't like to sit there and watch. Like it's like, you know, I don't know. We might have to take turns. Something figure yeah. something out. Yeah. Get her to, Get her to play the game. So yeah. I'm like, well, she can play until it gets to an action. Then she gives me the controller and all. all right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Um, um, moving on. They showed some more uh, Life is Strange 2 stuff. I was getting some buffering during this part of the conference. So I missed exactly what they announced. But I was just, I'm going to assume that it was more episodes are coming. Um, Yeah. And they showed floaty people. Ah, people floating okay. everywhere. Yeah, because I haven't gotten like, around to playing it yet. They're like, floating! <laughs> and then people are like, Because <laughs> they were floating! Look, I haven't gotten around to playing it That's what I remember. Yet, so. that's, that's honestly what I remember. Right. A bit, but... Yeah. More episodes are coming. <laughs> cool. Okay, that's what I thought it was. I haven't gotten around to playing it yet, so I'm glad that they're, that they're you know, still coming out and everything. Uh, because I, I, I'm thinking about waiting until it's all finished and playing it through that way. Because I, I think for me anyway, it'd be a better experience than playing, waiting for episodes to come out. Because I'm getting everything on at one time and I'm staying with the characters over a shorter period of time versus having to wait, having to wait months for episodes to come out and then forgetting what happened or losing connection to characters and all that stuff oh. if you will because there are there are people who are like that um but i think and i think i was one of those people who went back when they were doing you know the the, the telltale game with you know walking dead and all that stuff i was playing the episodes as they came out mm-hmm. and uh i remember you know you know it being months between episodes and you would get the refresh which is great uh, but I, I think for me, I guess now that I'm getting more into streaming and that sort of stuff, I would want to give it all at one time or over a shorter period of time versus having to wait months for them to come. But that, that's just me personally. Yeah. I'm not saying I, mean, I don't like the format. Do how you yeah. want. Uh, and it works, obviously. But I mean, for me, I think taking it all in. Yeah. And... Go ahead. I, I think that's a, a fair point. But as someone that uh, bought King's Quest and I, I bought the season pass and I had like the first two episodes and then I had to wait for the next three. Uh, and when you when you love a game, like the waiting is agony. But that also leads into um, the the saying that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, waiting like, to see what happens. Uh, and yeah. and thinking about it in your head, it's, it's like it's like watching a TV show, episodic TV show. Yeah, there you, you go. Know. So I mean, for sure, I, I get where you're coming from. You're like, if you really love something, you don't want to have to sit there and wait and wait and wait yeah. and wait. And especially if like 
use to buy it and then you get into it and then like episode five never comes out because the parent company spent their money <laughs> in horrible places and now they're dissolving <laughs> and they're not even giving their employees like a minute of recognition uh, that yeah. they're dissolving before it happens. So, I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Getting a little angelic back here. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's a fair point, but uh, I do like, you know, it's kind of also like opening a present. Like, you know, you get an email or whatever. Oh, there's a new episode coming out. And like, oh, yeah, now I got something. I don't have to buy it. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> And that's you know? very true. That's very true. <laughs> and you know, like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't like the content because I do. Like I like the style of episodic content, and I I don't mind the waiting, but I do at the same time. <laughs> so yeah. you I know. don't mind the waiting. The problem is the waiting. Right. The right, problem is the waiting. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. I don't want to wait for the content because I know I'm. You know going to like it but it at the same time like like i like i said a few minutes ago it's like episodic tv show it gives you time to process things think about them how do you think the story is gonna go what do you think is gonna happen in the next chapter and whatnot so in that way it's really cool but again the waiting <laughs> so some games too they give you like here's what'll happen next time mm-hmm. and then you're like who oh, you're like i gotta wait, wait. no yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. I still don't know what I'm going to do as far as, as, far as Life of Strange, because um, just a, a little aside, as as of recording, I'm going to finish up Hellblade today on stream, but I mm. don't know what I'm going to do after that, because I want to jump into Life of Strange uh, too. Um, Borderlands! <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen yet, I have no idea. So We need to finish the Borderlands! We do, we do. <laughs> Absolutely right. We sure do, man. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see. Mm. Anything else you liked from the Square concert? Square concert? What <laughs> conference? <laughs> it did start with a little concert, didn't it? it did. Or is that it Ubisoft? I, I'm, I I'm blending them in. One of them started, and they were like, there was like a concert, and they played music, and then one didn't, and I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember. Either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there was. A uh, few other things uh, I do have to talk about. The last thing that I liked, though, um, the whole reason why I was like, we got to watch this conference, mm-hmm. Marvel's Avengers, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, it looks interesting. You know, the, the guys at Crystal Dynamics, they've always done a decent job with their games. And, uh, you know, although I haven't played a lot of the uh, Tomb Raider games, they do a decent job with them. You know, they make good games. Um, there are some concerns for me as far as the game goes. Me you too. Know, like they've said they've said no DLC or not maybe no DLC, but no transactions. Pay, what it was, yeah, I no think. microtransactions, no pay to win. Uh, supposedly, you know, they're gonna release stuff for free for people, and it's like well, it's how a do live they, service format style of game. Yeah, how do how do they make their money then? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um. And I I do wish that they was able to get the characters to look like the guys from the movies, you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like I'm looking at the characters and they just feel fake to me, you know. Uh, right, bootleg, I, uh, bootleg Iron Man or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, Chinese bootleg Iron Man. That's, that's exactly what he looks like. You know? Ken doll Iron Man. That's, yeah, there's just I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but they just have this look about them that it doesn't feel real and they feel kind of made up. And I feel like maybe if they'd used, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, uh I think the guy's name is Chris Hemsworth. I could be wrong about that one. But, you know, if they use, like, their faces, Scarlett Johansson, I feel like the characters would come to life more and mm-hmm. it would give uh, realism to them. Yeah. But at least at, le- at yeah. least in terms of the iconic at this point now, iconic looks for those characters, you know, mm-hmm. Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr. You know, Black yeah. Widow is Scarlett Johansson and that kind of thing. So I get where you're where yeah. you're going with well, that uh, side of it. Yeah. And I should say, you know, I've been a comic book fan, obviously. And I've grown up where you see them draw a character one way and then next week, next month, there's a new comic book. They have a new artist. They draw them completely different. Mm-hmm. And so I'm used to that. Like, I understand that. And obviously most uh, Marvel games, the characters get a new look. They they look different. So I should be used to that. But for some reason, there's just something about these characters in this game that it's like the voice doesn't match the face or something. And I'd be okay if they just got their likeness. Like, you know, Nolan North can be horrible Iron Man. But with Robert Downey Jr.'s face, maybe he pulls it off, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be personally be even more jarring to see Robert Downey Jr.'s face and hearing <laughs> Nolan. Nolan North's voice coming out of that face. I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't match at all. So I think, personally, I think that like, if, it was, if, it was, if it was any other band of superheroes... That I think it would be okay to have these people doing the voice whatnot, but I think because it's the Avengers, because this these come these characters have become so ingrained in into pop culture and comic books, not culture movies over the past decade or so, however long the no they've been going and whatnot. I think that's what it is for most people. Like if it was, if it was, if it was, you know. Rocket Man and Strong Boy or whatever, you know, you know, it would be a totally different story. But it's not. It's the Avengers. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's the Avengers. So I get it. I almost I almost thought that they would have done that and gone with uh there's a character called Ironheart mm-hmm. and like there's uh Thor got reincarnated into a woman. And I almost thought like that would almost have been cooler because there was the story of the game is that they're opening up Avengers West, which is supposed to be set in like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then shit gets real. Yeah, and, it's, it's like a day you know, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And all this stuff gets destroyed in that. So I almost thought, though, that they were going to like the Avengers were going to be in the game. But you were going to play as Avengers West and be like these other characters that weren't the Avengers. So I was mm-hmm. kind of surprised that no, you're actually playing as the Avengers. Yeah, it's a story of redemption for the Avengers as a group, which I think is going to be really interesting to see how that how it's executed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's the game that's coming out, isn't it? It's coming out in March. Avengers and Final Fantasy Remake are both. I believe so. Yeah. Titles. Yeah. And then, uh, and then poor Tom Clancy. <laughs> and Cyberpunk in, chat, in April. Yeah. Oh uh, man, so, so twenty twenty is gonna be a really good year. Nope, uh, let's just say nope. that right now. 
Yeah, no one's going to play Tom Clancy except for the select few that that's all they play. Like, if that's all you play, that is what you play. But if I, not... By the way, by the way, I have questions about that game too. I don't like it. I don't like it being a looter, a looter shooter style of game. Like the Division Two. Yeah, Tom okay. Clancy, the Ghost Recon, in my opinion, has never been about that stuff, getting gear and you know that. Sort of stuff that with that's with that's like like the division or anything like that. It's 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 a tactical style of game, and I I, I personally don't think this should be a looter shooter live service style format like every other game is nowadays. But that's just my personal opinion on it. I don't know. We'll see. That's what I'm say about that though. All I'm gonna say about. It. Yeah. Um, I do have more stuff to talk about, but yes. if you got some Square Enix stuff, I'll let you. Actually, no, my list is kind of short. Uh, the Avengers oh. was the last thing on my list, actually. So, uh, like you, I have my concerns with it. Most of my concerns are on in the same vein. And I want to see more gameplay of it because, again, listening to other podcasts and whatnot, I've heard right. people <clears throat> say that, uh, you know, e- you know, people who were there talking about it, saying that they, they didn't like how the game felt as far as, like, Iron Man shooting and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But I don't know. Again, that's just stuff that I hear. I personally need to see it for myself and maybe even play it for myself to sort of gauge. Right. I mean, they have said that the Avenger 5 will not be the only characters you play out. Yeah, they did say that. They're adding more characters in as the title goes on, all that stuff. So Yeah, and that was a concern. I mentioned that during the stream. I think you did. Because, Mm -hmm. you know... How do you make like Iron Man can fly around and he can like fly everywhere he wants and so you need like a big open space for him, yeah, um, to fly around in. But like the Hulk, he needs stuff to smash, so he needs like an urban jungle with a bunch of stuff everywhere and just stuff that you can just destroy and mow down. Yeah, he needs cars and you know, tanks to, he, to pick up and throw. Yeah, and he doesn't that. need like a huge area. He just needs a lot of stuff in his area. Yeah, right. So yeah. it's like, how do you? How do you mix those in? Like, how do you make a functional game with all those characters in? Yeah. Um, Especially for, um, you know, four-player co-op, if that's a thing, too, you know? If you're going to do it that way, you know, one one player plays as Black Widow and so on and so forth. How are you going to have all these different dynamics between all the characters? Yeah, and Black the, Widow. The, the like, things that they need to be effective. I mean, I mean, Black Widow, I'm assuming, you know, like, like, like the Hulk, she, she might need... Those those things used for cover to get around enemies and height advantages and that sort of stuff. I mean, but, she's essentially Solid Snake of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, you know, so she needs a need, box. To hide. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna need her cover you know? to sneak around and again height advantages and that kind of stuff. So they have to make all these characters play off of each other and make the world make the world spaces the levels you play in. Um, have things for each of the characters to take advantage of and then it comes to bringing in when it comes to bringing in new characters you have to make levels for iron man and new character x you know or you know hulk black widow captain america and whatever you know another new hero you have to balance all this stuff together and i think if if even one of those things is off it could ruin the experience for one of those characters like you were saying if you're in a enclosed space Iron Man's not really going to be able to make use of his flying ability. It could be like Anthem, where you can fly around at will. Or, well, minus the cooldowns in Anthem, of course. But if Iron Man can fly around at you know will- willy-nilly, 
and come down whenever he wants to and do what he has to do, then that's cool. But, you know. I like that willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely intrigued. Obviously, if some stuff changes, um, I don't know, I'm probably still going to pick it up, honestly. As long as I got the money, I'm going to yeah. pick it up. Uh, if I don't have the money, then obviously it's just Final Fantasy VII <laughs> that month. Um, yeah. But if I got the money, I'm definitely going to pick up Marvel Avengers because I'm I'm a comic book nerd and I have to support that stuff. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, we'll I'm definitely see. see on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I picked up a lot of the Sega games that they released, mm-hmm. like because they did Captain America and Iron Man, and I picked up a lot of those. And even though they are arguably some terrible games, I had fun with them. You know, I mean, they're, okay. they're bad games, but as and long as you have fun okay, with them, right? Man. Right, as long as you have yeah. videos, it'll be fun. Who cares if they're quote-unquote bad or not? That's subjective yeah. opinion. I think that's subjective, my opinion. What's bad to someone else could not be bad to you. Like, it, again, in my personal opinion, Andromeda oh, no, they is... In- they, were, they were bad games. I just had fun playing them. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I guess. You know? Yeah, uh, but but I, I guess my, my, my point being, though, with that, you know, a bad game could be... You know, it could be bad to someone else, but not to you is what I mean. Right. Andromeda, like Andromeda, it's not, in my opinion, it's not a bad game. It's a bad Mass Effect game, yes, but it's not a bad game. The combat in that game is very fun. Um, but I yeah. think the combat and the characters are great in that game, but everything else around it's rough. It's kind of like my good friend uh, Zangief says. Just because you're a bad game doesn't mean you're a bad uh, bad game. game. Right, exactly. That's a bad guy. Just bad guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did want to touch a bit on Brave Exodus. Like, <clears throat> how is that game still going? It's been going from mobile for like five years now, <laughs> and it should be dead by now. Like, what is going on? How are they still making releases? Still making content for it? <clears throat> Can someone please explain that? Send send your answers to our in our gaming podcast at gmail.com. It's our <laughs> A N D R G A M I N G podcast.com or at gmail.com. Yeah. <clears throat> Got a little stuff in my throat there. It's all good. It happens, man. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but another thing I wanted to touch on was the circuit superstars. Uh, during Square Enix's conference. You know, if I was going to summarize it, it would be like that meme that goes around where people say, they type in like literally nobody, colon, <laughs> nothing after it. And then Square Enix, we're making a Circuit Superstars game, you know? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know anyone that was excited about this. I don't know anyone that wants it. It reminds me of the old uh, like rally cross games from the Nintendo. It's a top-down view and you got to like, turn your cars around and, and move and you know uh it's kind of those weird those. yeah weird racers and i remember you know when technology was bad and you couldn't uh get behind the cart <laughs> you know you had to do it up on top and it made sense back then and yeah. even for like the game boy advance you had to do that technology is good enough now and it's cheap enough that you can do it from behind so why are you doing a top-down racer like Circus Superstars? I don't get it. I wouldn't be surprised if, honestly, it was canceled before it came out. In fact, I wonder if it's canceled now. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's not canceled. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did you think? Uh, obviously, I'm I'm talking about it, but I'm gonna be real with you. I must have forgot this part because <laughs> I don't remember this game. It's, it's, but to be fair, it has been a couple weeks now. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't even on my list here. So, I it didn't it did, did make it, did not make an impression on me for it to be on my list here. Okay, uh, I mean, maybe you was listening to chat, but <laughs> maybe that also could have been it too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I can send you this link here if you want. Go for it. To the game. And it might make noises for the people listening. (laughs) It might. It also might not, though. We don't see. It might. Who really knows, right? We'll we'll, we'll get it sorted. Who really knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? (laughs) The shadow knows. (laughs) Oh, man. We did a radio play for that at broadcast school. It was great. I remember that. I love the shadow. The shadow is great, man. I absolutely love it. Let's see though. Let, let let let's take a look at the Shelly here real quick. Doing this, doing this live. Oh, I remember this now. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. yeah. I remember this now. I don't know, man. It does seem kind of weird. I mean, it seems like a cute little racer. Yeah, but cute little racer game. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't feel like this is going to be a win for Square Enix. And unless the game is like free to play, five, ten dollars, I really don't see this being a win. Right. It still says it's supposed to come out twenty twenty. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if that happens. We shall see. Pack the year in twenty twenty, man. Pack the year. Was that all? Was that all you had from Square? That was all I had from the Square Enix. (laughs) I don't know what that was, but that's all I had. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's move on did to you, Nintendo. Just give me the Des Bryant touchdown. Oh no, I was like, I, I was sniffing. <laughs> yeah, go back. Oh man, no. But um, moving on to Nintendo now. I, I, this yeah. was one of my favorites. Favorite con. Mm-hmm. I want to say in concerts, <laughs> favorite conferences of of E three. Yeah, they do play music, so I mean, you're not technically wrong, yeah. but. I'm not gonna lie though. I miss the homie Reggie. Yeah. I miss Reggie. Mm-hmm. I mean Bowser, not not big Bowser, the the the, the new guy Bowser. He was he was alright. He is alright, but I miss Reggie. Something yeah. about Reggie uh he really doesn't have put it over for me. Bowser doesn't have that captivating voice that Reggie had. Yeah, I, I you know I, Reggie, yeah. like when he talked, it was like you know, Nintendo is doing this, and it's going to be great. Yeah, like, that, it, it that was how he talked. With you know, Reggie. Yeah. yeah, and with, with Bowser, he's he more like, you know, like he has a nasal problem, and <laughs> he's he's Bowser the King. You know? he's more, I think he's more straightforward yeah. uh, with his, with his uh, speech yeah. patterns. I do, though. Uh, it was great that they... Uh, they're like, and now we have someone to uh, say some words, and like Bowser's all like, rah, 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 yeah, rah, rah, you know? I, like, I oh, love the little not this Bowser, <laughs> yeah. I love the little shots they do like that with their with their own characters, with getting them involved in the press conferences that sort of because they're Nintendo, they have these iconic characters, they can do that. Not saying other games can't, but I think Nintendo does it so well because, I mean. 
just because of the, the Nintendo, man. They do it really well. And Nintendo's always made me feel like a kid again because, again, I grew up with Nintendo, as most of you know. So, yeah, I'm always rooting for them. And they got some winners, I think, coming down the pipe this year. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff um, on my list here. I got a good amount of things here, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll start off because I guess. Why not? Why not? Um, so the the Dragon Quest heroes and Banjo-Kazooie and Smash Brothers. Like, okay, yeah. That's, that's huge, you know? Um, adding these characters. I know uh, on Twitter, a lot of people didn't really care about the Dragon Quest and were kind of upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still thought I, you know, I thought that was cool. I mean, Dragon Quest is a huge series. Oh yeah, you know, it's one of the uh, most famous series in Japan. In fact, I think it's even more popular than Final Fantasy is in Japan. Dragon Quest is. <clears throat> so getting those characters in Smash Brother, and then Banjo Kazooie. I loved how they <laughs> they trolled everyone. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's oh my god, it's Banjo Kazooie. No, it's it's just the duck and the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Psych, it really is." <laughs> yeah. Because I think I think when I saw it, I was like, "Is that, is that Banjo Banjo Kazooie? Really?" Yeah. Because they, they, they got me. I'm not gonna lie. They they worked me, man. Yeah, I thought honestly they had the Donkey Kong characters, and I was like, "Oh, so we're getting Dixie Kong? Okay, that's cool." <laughs> nope, right. I was totally wrong. It was Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, and so I mean they're just making that game is is becoming like the ultimate Smash Brothers game, pun intended. Yeah, they got so many <laughs> characters in that game, man. It's so really many good. characters, so much stuff to do in it. Like it's just crazy, you know. The I don't know how they ever top it. Like I don't know if they ever can. Yeah, just just make this one game forever. Yeah, just keep the game. They'll just keep porting keep, it keep over right, to, right. Yeah. Yeah, to the new console. It'll be, it'll be like uh, Skyrim, but, you know, <laughs> for Nintendo. How do you get Smash Brothers on the Alexa, though? <laughs> Alexa, play Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, play Smash Bros. Whatever yeah. the song is. You know, whatever. You've been blown <laughs> off the... <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh man. But yeah, I also really liked that um as well. I am not the biggest Smash Bros. player. I very casual, don't really know what I'm doing, but it's fun to play with friends who are not at, who are not really good. If I'm playing against friends who are super good to game, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. Y'all, y'all go ahead and beat them. I'll watch. I'll watch y'all play because yeah. I'm mesmerized by how good people can be at that game, personally. Uh Luigi's Mansion Three was one that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I, I like to think that they showed with you know, bashing the ghost back and forth like like the Hulk style thing in the in the vacuum and all that. I never played you know the other Luigi's Mansions, but again, nope. you know, knowing that this one exists is cool. And I think you'll find this pattern with me and Nintendo. Even though I haven't played a lot of these games, I like the concept of them and they look really cool to me. And I'm happy. For those people who want to play those games. Okay. So you're, you're kind of on the market of like, oh, that looks really cool. Not enough to buy, but really cool. <laughs> sort of, yeah. It, 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 it depends. Cause like, cause my thing is like right now I have, I have two consoles in my room right now. 
I know the Switch is a port is portable and I can take it, you know, wherever I go. But I don't want to take it somewhere like work or something. I don't trust people enough to do all that. I mean, it it really only has like a two and a half, three hour battery life, depending on the game. Like it can max out at five if the game isn't very demanding. Mm-hmm. So it's understandable not taking it with you. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I think they did a survey and like something like 50, 60 percent of Switch owners never remove it from the dock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think if I have space. Yeah, that's OK, would... though. You know, yeah. if you want to leave it in the dock, that's fine. If you want to take it out, you know, usually if I'm taking it out of the dock to play it, it's to play it in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. sitting there on my wife's asleep playing the switch. You know, that's usually uh, how I do it. I don't sometimes I'll take it with on like long road trips or whatever, but usually not. Yeah. So that's that's fair. But uh, I guess my point was just that you think they look great and you love them, but not enough to buy them right because I right guess. now i don't have the space for <laughs> yeah. it honestly like if i if i had more space uh and Bro, i don't have to unplug everything you, and whatnot, you sent me you sent look, me your picture look, you got plenty of space <laughs> well they gotta okay. unplug stuff i don't want to unplug stuff just put all in one thing it'd be good Three, so whatever 360 I... is dead it's time to put it in its funeral box not dead to me okay okay time to cremate it well <laughs> yeah so that, that's my big thing but anyway, moving on. Uh, well, Luigi's Mansion 3. I kind of yeah. sidetracked, but... You're good. Um, you know, as someone that's played both games, uh, I found the first one to be the funnest. And mm. that's because, uh, assuming uh, you probably wouldn't like this, but you would go into a room, and each room was kind of its own little mini puzzle on how to get the ghost scared. Because mm-hmm. you had to, like, shock them, and then you could, like, vacuum them up. Yeah, and each ghost had a unique look, and they were like unique people that lived in this mansion, right? And so when you go into like Luigi's Mansion Two and Luigi's Mansion Three, now they're just generic ghosts, and you have generic ghost A and B and C that have different special powers and stuff. And right. I don't appreciate that as much. Like I want unique ghosts that have unique looks and unique attacks and whatever and you have to you know each one you have to be unique with them i don't like this oh here it goes you gotta suck it up oh this one likes to go into light bulbs so you have to you know turn on the light switch or whatever stuff like that doesn't interest me as much and so i found myself with uh i think it was dark moon the uh, luigi's mansion 2 i didn't finish it i didn't really get a lot of enjoyment out of it even though it had like five mansions that you could go to and and suck up ghosts they were all generic ghosts and so i just didn't it didn't hit the spot for me at all and i'm i'm kind of afraid even though i put luigi's mansion 3 up on the things i like kind of afraid that i'm going to get the same experience that i got with luigi's mansion 2 where it just doesn't feel unique like the ghosts don't have character you know um, right, there's not there's not like a ba- a a giant baby ghost that you have to fight at the boss battle like in Luigi's Mansion One or something like that. Yeah. Versus you know, you know like you said, would, generic ghost C. It would just be a generic big ghost instead of a baby ghost. Yeah. And so yeah, so I'm just kind of that's why I'm at with it. You know, Luigi's Mansion was is one of my favorite games on the GameCube though. I played it several times, beat it several times, 
And it, it takes a lot, I think, to beat that nostalgia. Even if the new games are a little bit better, you know, you give them new powers. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, it's just got to give me that uniqueness, you know? I don't know. Did you have that anything else you wanted, you wanted uh, to say about? The fire, uh, not, not, not about Luigi's Mansion, no. Um, okay. But um, do you want to go into the Fire Emblem game a little bit, though? Okay. I like I like Fire Emblem a lot. I have, uh, I think it's Awakening on my 3DS. Mm-hmm. And I really like that game. It was my first time playing a Fire Emblem game. Uh, now, I'm playing it on, on what some would call uh, casual mode. Because right. I don't have my characters dying and, you know, death is permanent in the game. Because I'm not used to the game. All that. Mm-hmm. It's my personal playing game. I don't want to go into it. Not really know what I'm doing and get a character killed because of whatever, you know. But I'm starting to learn the game a little bit more. And, you know, knowing what's good against what, uh, you know, and getting the characters leveled up and that sort of stuff. It's really, really fun. So I like Fire Emblem Awakening on my 3DS. I want to see what it's going to turn out to be on the Switch, what this new game is going to be about mm-hmm. on the Switch. So it has my attention. You know, a lot of these games, like I said, they have my attention uh, for sure. Makes me want to consider picking up the Switch for those games because I bought a 3DS just for Pokemon. So, you know, I like, I like, I'm not like, I want to get a Switch to play, you know, Bayonetta and Fire Emblem and, you know, games like that. So I do want to get the console. It's just a matter of when. And yeah, I mean, it, it looks amazing. And, um, I didn't even put it on my list though. And the reason why is because it's, it's very difficult for me to play a Fire Emblem game now because they're, they are fun. They're amazing. But I can't let any of my characters die. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just becomes mm-hmm. frustration in the harder levels. Like, I either have to go into casual mode, as you say, so no characters die. Um, or I have to just keep replaying and replaying and replaying Constantly and replaying. Constantly save and replaying it over and over again so no one dies. Yeah. yeah. And it just it, it ends up being a, um, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, frustrating experience. Yeah. Okay. That makes um, sense. And then I did play uh, the. Why can't I remember the? They released a Fire Emblem game, and it was like the same game, but they released three different versions of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the most recent one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, I can't remember what they called that though. Birthright. Maybe it sounds that... right to me, but. Well, because they released them separately. One was Fire Emblem's blah 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 Birthright, and one was Fire Emblem's blah blah blah, like Conquest or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, Fates. That's what it was. Fire Emblem Fates. Um, so they had the separate games. They were pretty much the same game. It was just one story took place if you were with this family. One story took place if you were with this family. Right. You know, um, or I should say, if you chose this side or you chose that side. Um, and then you could buy DLC for it, or if you were like me and you bought the pack that had both games in it, you got that DLC for free. And with that one, you picked neither side. Huh. And so uh, that's supposed to be the uh, true ending, I guess, for the game. And so I played that game, and I got all three endings, <laughs> and that was too much Fire Emblem. 
<laughs> so I over emblem myself, and now when I see a fire emblem game, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I think I'm good. Give yeah. me ten years, I might come back to it. <laughs> right. And so apparently, apparently, and I haven't gotten this far in Awakening, but I know you can foster relationships between the characters and whatnot. But apparently, they can have kids, something too. Like, I haven't got that far in the game yet, but that has me intrigued to see, like, what I can do with the characters and how that works. I, like I said, I have no idea. So I'm really interested to see how that works within Awakening. I, so I hope that kind of stuff continues over, but I, I don't know, man. I'm yeah. excited to see if that, if, if one, if it actually happens, and two, how it works. Right. And the way it worked in Fates, I can't tell you about Awakening because I didn't really play too much into that one, but the way it worked in fate was that um the female character would choose like what character it was or was it the male character would would choose like uh what character you got and then the female character would choose the hair color Mm. i think that's what it was and so um yeah so whatever male character you had get in a relationship with the female um, the male character would choose, like, if it was an archer or whatever, you know, it would have that character. And then the female, if her hair was purple or red or blue or whatever, then that would decide what that character's hair color was. Right. Or it might have been vice versa. The female mm-hmm. character might have decided what character it was, and then the male character decided the hair color. <laughs> yeah. Now, I may so, have to do some research looking into it to see what happens. But at the same time, I don't want to ruin that experience for myself. But that's a whole other discussion we got to have down the road. Yeah. But, I mean, they had it that there was so much stuff going on that they would have the kid in, like, these time bubbles. And the time bubbles moved much faster than they did in the other world. So the kids grew up really fast because they were in these time bubbles. And they were protected in the time bubbles. But because of that, you know, they would grow up and become adults and fight for you so i don't know (laughs) like i'd rather just have them have characters uh or have kids and then continue their story in the next fire moon game that's kind of that's what i would do if i was in charge of the series Mm -hmm. you know like have them have kids and have them name them and then you transfer that data over into the new game yeah that you way, know. it's uh, like a constant, ever-evolving story where things are happening and blah de blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Blah de blah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm just not excited because I played. It was a lot of Fire Emblem, and I kind of forced myself to beat it and get all the story because you had to do the the first two. You had to do the the two different families before it would let you do the main one because you need to get i guess both stories right and so it was just so much like sounds like it's a lot of a lot of work (sighs) yeah but it does look amazing like i'm not gonna lie the game looks fantastic yes just i'm i'm so far out that right i'm probably not i'm probably not gonna pick it up (laughs) like i passed on there's the the echoes game there's a third fire room for the 3ds it was like echoes of something to forget the title but and i completely passed on it because i i was so done with it after fates right okay mm-hmm. but what, yeah what, anything else you liked from nintendo though because i know, I know oh, you have a bit of a list yeah. there yeah 
The list is still huge, my friend. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Witcher 3, shall we? Oh, yeah. We sure can talk about it. Man, yeah. I'm so happy for Switch people. Yeah. Because now y'all get to play one of my one of my personal favorite RPGs ever. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. And you can and play it on the go. Yeah. Well, we don't know if Gwent's in the game or not. Might not be enough processing power. Oh, maybe not. I hope <laughs> it is. That's fun, man. Um, yeah, I just wonder if it's going to have been edited at all. Like, yeah. graphically, it doesn't look as impressive. So part of me is like, oh, I want to get it for the Switch so I can play it, take it with me, and, and have it on the go. But then part of me is like, but it doesn't look as good. And that's half the, <laughs> the fun of this Witcher game is just how beautiful the world looks yeah you know exactly exactly and also well, i mean i'm not i'm not uh okay no what i should say is it's kind of funny how i've always envisioned nintendo still in my mind as this very you know kid-friendly company uh and family-oriented company mm-hmm. you know but now over the past couple of years with you know bayonetta and things like that i've I, i've had this slogan in my head for the past few years now i'm gonna say it now i i i've always i've said now nintendo is trying to have titties for the kitties now because like it's very weird to me that now they've got like now they've got you know witcher and bayonetta and games that i wouldn't have imagined nintendo having on their consoles you know years prior yeah. They're coming to these consoles now. Not saying it's a bad thing at all. <coughs> but it's a little bit uh, different, is what I'll say. I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> yeah, well, Sony's trying to pick up that mantle now because... <laughs> yeah, I've heard. They, I've heard uh, <clears throat> they have a, a whole list of stuff you can't and can't do, but they also don't specifically say you can or can't do that. So right. it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah, so it's like you can spend all this time investing in making a game that isn't appropriate for Sony, and then they just go, mm, no. So change <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, no, they don't even. They just well, say well, no. We're not. No, you just can't. Yeah, you just can't put it on there. Yeah. So that's that's it. You know, it's not like well, you need to change this. You need to change that. It's like nope, just not going on there. Yeah. So. so yeah, so uh, I've never thought of Nintendo as a kiddies platform, you know, because I'm I'm an adult and I've been right. playing it for years, you know. Right. So I, I, I never I, got. I mean, that was always a, a weak argument for me for people like, oh, the GameCube, it's for kids. Oh, the the Wii. Yeah, no, for- I agree, hundred yeah, percent. I agree. No, because video games are for people that enjoy them and you play them to have fun. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> the average demographic for gamers is not. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know. That that sort of stuff. But yeah. I, I think I think um like I said, I think kitty was the wrong word. Family family friendly may have been the better choice of words there, I think. Right. Um I mean but... <clears throat> Nintendo makes games that you don't have to feel ashamed playing them in front of people. That's yeah. how I feel. And, makes sense, yeah. you know, if that means it's family friendly, then right, very, okay. they're, yeah. they're family friendly. But, you know, they just they make games that you can play in front of other people. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't play Mortal Kombat in front of other people. Way too gross. Way too. Right. Like, <laughs> so. But anyways, you know, Witcher 3, um, it still looks pretty good. 
And I'd like to see like if it's the complete collection, if you get the DLC included with it, or if it's just the game. You know, do you have to download the title? Is it a huge download? All that stuff kind of interests me. Absolutely. Um, obviously, I own Witcher Three, and I own the DLC. I own the pass. It is still sitting sealed <laughs> on my desk here. I still haven't gotten into it and actually played it. So, who knows? Maybe I'll get it for the the Switch and then open it up and and play it that way. Whenever you get to it, I, I hope I hope you like it. I'm sure I will. I mean, I I played The Witcher too. Yeah, it's very true. Very to true. The ending. It took me though like four years of playing it. Like I'd play it for a little bit, and then I'd go away and come back and I'm like, okay, how do I attack again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like that too with this game with Witcher 3, honestly, because I haven't beaten the last DLC yet. I'm on the last boss fight. It's difficult. I had well, to now you know what to do after Hellblade. Come back. I, it's it's so <sighs> weird. Like, it's just the one boss fight, and I'm pretty sure I'm done after that. But it's giving me so much trouble that I had to take a break from it and come back and take a break and come back. And I still haven't gotten it down yet. So eventually I'll get there, but not, not now. Right. Um, so the, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Okay, yeah. Uh, I still think that looks, I actually think that looks better than Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure people would tell me I was wrong if I posted that on Twitter. <laughs> but I think it looks like the better game. I think it looks funner. It comes out in, like, a week or a month, something like that. Either end of June, end of July. I forget which it is. But... You know, I'm still super stoked for that. It looks fun. It looks great. You know, the Ultimate Alliance games are always a fun uh, multiplayer game because it's it's essentially like if you did Diablo but with Marvel characters. Right. That's essentially what it is. And so, if you love Diablo games, but you like being able to play as different characters, these are the sort of games that you got to pick up. And they're fun, man. They're fun. What else can I say? Yeah. I, I've I've never <clears throat> really played a, a Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, but mm-hmm. I remember I remember uh, seeing them be played, you know, years ago, and it was really fun to me. Just never actually played them myself. No real reason why, just never did. Yeah, we should remedy that. We should at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Next thing on my list is No More Heroes Three. Hmm. I, again, never really played any of the games before, but seeing them be played, I've always liked the look of the game, and I've liked uh, main character, Travis Touchdown, as a as a uh, protagonist, if you will. So, yeah, it's I, I, I like it. I'm looking forward to seeing what people think about it. Yeah, kind of it. I've, <laughs> uh, I've played the games before. I think I own them both for the, the Wii. And I haven't played the sequel, though. Never got to that one. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I just never did. Anyways, um, they are fun games. They're funny games. They're very unique and just kind of weird. You know, they're... I I would say that they were, like, B games. You know, the sort of games that are they're kind of so bad they're good. Right. Sort of deal. And that's kind of how I treat um, the No More Hero games. Um, but I, I do, I do like those because they're, they're so just off the, the wall, off the wall. 
Yeah. You know, they're fun. They're they're kind of like Grand Theft Auto if they didn't take themselves too seriously. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, to save, you, you go into the bathroom and use the toilet. That's how you save. <laughs> so... <laughs> for those for those listening to the audio version, I'm shaking my head right now, laughing at this because it's wild to me. Yeah. Like, so I mean, yeah. So it's just it's just kind of funny, kind of crazy. Uh, so I am I am kind of looking forward to that, but I haven't played No More Hero Two, and I feel like I should probably finish that one up before moving on to the next one. Possibly. It was kind of funny though during the trailer. Because he comes out and goes, is it the 4th of July? <laughs> or, uh, how does he put it? Or is there just um, something else? But he made two movie references. Because there was like aliens coming down. And he made like the Independence Day reference. And I think he made um, an Avengers reference. Something like that. But and they've always been funny that way. And very punny as well like that and i liked how they did the like street fighter 3 logo when they revealed yeah. no more heroes 3 very cool very funny <clears throat> i know you've got a few other things on your list yeah mm-hmm. i figured we'll just bounce back and forth i've got yeah three more things on mine yeah well i have um two good things left to talk about and three okay. bad things left to talk about so okay yeah so the uh, Trials of Mana remake and the uh, Mana collection, which has already been released. The original Mana collection has been released. Nice. <clears throat> and the remake for Trials of Mana, which is second Densetsu 3, for those that are in the know, um, that's going to come out next year. And uh, that looks pretty amazing. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, should I wait for the remake? <laughs> Right. Or get the collection and play all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I did find out, though, some interesting uh, features about this. Apparently, the guy said, because this is the first time that Trials of Mana has been released in America. Uh, never was before. And that's why people refer to it as Saiken Densetsu 3. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> and apparently, the guy that's played and looked at it, he said that it is the original game that has been uh, ROM hacked to put it into English. (laughs) And the support to this is that there's a story going around that Square Enix didn't do a very good job with their old games and so they lost the source code for Trials of Mana. Huh. And so the only way it would get an English translation would be if they ROM hacked it. And so I find that a really interesting tidbit <laughs> uh, about it. But yeah, I mean, I played Secret of Mana way back in the day. It's one of the greatest co-op games in my mind because it's kind of like Legend of Zelda, but you play with friends and you can have okay. friends. It was the reason to have the multi-tap for the Super Nintendo. Gotcha, okay. So you could have a, a third friend come in, hook up a controller and play it. Nice. And uh, unfortunately, with the the Trials of Mana, they dropped it down to being just two-player. So you can only have two, even though you have a three-person party, which I think is dumb. But yeah, I 
I don't know. It's 40 bucks for the mana collection. And the Trial of Mana is probably going to be 40 bucks by itself. So the question is, do I need the other two uh, mana games? And do I need to play those and go through those first? Right, right. <laughs> you know? But you may want to at some point. I mean, the only, reason, I <clears throat> the only reason I would pick it up and play it is if I was going to play it with someone else, honestly. So it's either Trials of Mana, I'm going to play it by myself, or I would get the whole collection and play with a friend, you know, yeah. do something like that, because it really, like, it's fun, but it, it needs co-op. Like, the co-op adds so much more to it, you know? So, I don't know. I feel you. But yeah, you have uh, some other stuff, so... Uh, yeah, I got three more. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. We saw a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I think, again, I think I lost some things due to buffering and whatnot. But but I did like a lot of what I saw from it. Even though they... And uh, I wish they had showed more. But right. you informed me during the stream that they had a whole direct of the 15 minutes dedicated Pokemon that I missed. So I'm going to have to go back and watch that or check it out or something. Because, I mean, I, 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 I didn't play the last Pokemon game. Uh-huh. Uh, that was the Hawaiian one, I believe. Yeah. I missed yeah. that one. Uh, but wasn't that Sun and Moon? Yeah, Sun and Moon. Yep, I missed that. Missed that one. But this one, I'm intrigued to play it. The setting for it looks really cool to me, mm-hmm. and I, I still can't get over the fact that we've come so far in Pokemon games, <laughs> because again, yeah. the last one that I played prior to X and Y was Ruby. Okay. Or Fire Red, whichever one of it was. They both, I don't remember. But that was, the last, those last, that was the last ones that I played prior to getting a 3DS for X and Y. Because when I saw it, I was like, this is amazing. We've come so far. We've got day-night cycles now. They're not sprites anymore. You know, it's it's a lot of that stuff that makes yeah. me want to uh, play Pokemon now and get into the world, get into the world again. And see what sort of new Pokemon that they have. Because, again, I missed out on a lot of the other generations of Pokemon. Um, right. Getting into the newer generations of Pokemon, still finding some of those older ones in there, like Eevee, which is really cool, for instance. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing what kinds of things they do with the new Pokemon game, Sword and Shield. Right. And Netta. Yes. Sabo <laughs> is amazing. No, I'm going Sabo. That's a good boy. No, no, no. I was talking about the the gym leader. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She, yeah, she's great. Love yeah. her already. She's fire. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo is is for the culture. Apparently, makes me very yeah. happy. Yeah, um, very happy. I I did read the news story about it that it will not have all the national Pokédex with all 800 Pokemon. I think well, I heard about people being a little upset about it. I think. You yeah. Heard it somewhere. Yeah, Doesn't because it's, me just, personally, but. it's just going to be the Pokemon from Sword and Shield. And I, I understand that, too, because from a programming standpoint, like, my lord, do they you have, have to put so, many so much? Yeah, like, you know, you're going into the thousand range. Yeah, and, and then you got to think about, too, you know, the landscapes, you know, where the mm-hmm. Pokemon will be at, because they're, they're animals, wild animals, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Where are they going to be at in the world, habitats, all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, and now you're going into this uh, where the Pokemon are actually out in the world. Like, you see the Pokemon out there, Yeah. you know. So it's not going to be uh, where you just go. You're walking in tall go, grass. And... Yeah, and then, yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, 
dun, dun, dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah, no, okay. none of that. You know, they're they're out there in the world. So yeah, I understand it. And honestly, though, they kind of already did this once before when they uh moved up to uh what was it, Ruby? Like you couldn't bring any of your Pokemon from yeah, the I think so. Game. I recall you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. So long, so I don't remember. <laughs> I think though they they ended up making a way to add them in because I have a Charizard that I brought over from my game. Pretty sure I brought him over from my uh, Game Boy game, but I don't remember how I did that. Right. <laughs> unless unless I just went with Fire Red, and I started over, and that's the Charizard I've been bringing over. Yeah, but I I swear I had Pokemon in my original uh, Game Boy cartridge that I brought up to the later versions. Um, and so yeah, so it's kind of, um, it is sad, you know, if if you've been playing Pokemon for that long and and you grown you grow attached to these characters, you know, you definitely do. And so it's kind of hard to want to move on from those. Pokemon, but I mean to be fair, they usually make you wait till the end of the game, anyways. You know, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. like you can start the game with a Mewtwo that you've had since Generation One. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they make you wait till you complete the main story and do everything, and then you can bring over your Pokemon. Yeah, and personally, so, I mean, I it's for me with Pokemon, it's all about the journey of getting up to that point to challenging the Elite Four and becoming the Pokemon champion or, you know, whatever the ultimate goal is of whatever game you're playing. Uh, you know, so I personally wouldn't want to start in the game, you know, if it's an option to start the game with, you know, my level 52, you know, Pokemon that I've had since the last game. That's right. not going to be fun for me. I want to build up my Pokemon again and in separate yep. games even, too. Like, well, I, have both X, I have both X and Y. I started over completely. Right. Well, I mean, they they make it so that you have to win against the gym leaders for those characters. You know, like if someone yeah. uh, transferred you a level ninety nine Pokemon at at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like you couldn't use it until you got a certain badge or whatever because it wouldn't well, listen to you during battle or something. Yeah, like that. You, you could, but it just w- exactly it wouldn't listen to you. It'd be like you'd say, you know, use Flame Will, and it would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Right, I'm using yeah. the else spike. <laughs> yeah. Or no, it, it just would do nothing. Huh. It just wouldn't listen to you, and it wouldn't do anything. Or it would do a different attack. So there's, so they've already curbed that. Like you needed to have, uh, the badges. You know, even if you tried to like level up your Pokemon to a high level, if you didn't have that badge, it wouldn't listen to you once it right. got to a certain level. Didn't respect you because you weren't a Pokemon master. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, they've, they've already curbed it that way. But, yeah. I mean, I think it looks pretty amazing. Uh, I've said this before. It looks like they took the Breath of the Wild engine and they're putting Pokemon into it. Yeah. You know? I, I hope I hope they have some some Pokemon in there with, with some kind of cool names so I can do funny things, funny things with them. I don't usually nickname my Pokemon anymore because yeah. I don't have time for it and I can't do anything creative. But there's a Pokemon, and I think it's it's an X it's it's an X and Y. I think it's called Durand. Uh-huh. I, named, I named it Kevin. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, 
So, like, I was like, okay, I gotta do this. This is dumb, but I'm doing it anyway. So, I hope they have things like that where I can take something and just make it something really silly for myself or whatever. I think yeah. my 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 Vaporeon in Pokemon Go is Mr. Splashman or something like that. So, I mean, I, I like doing stuff like that when I can think of it in the moment. So, give me that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it comes out at the end of the year, but I, I'm i probably going to pass on it just because I've, you know, there's so much Pokemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> is. There's a lot of it. You know, but it looks amazing. Pretty, like a couple I, years, like, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to say I've grown out of Pokemon because I don't really feel like that. I just feel like... You need a break. Yeah, like there's too much Pokemon almost. Yeah. You know? But it looks yeah, because it's it's been a couple years since I played, so I feel like it might be time to get back into it again, or at least try with Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Back to you, though, my friend. All right. So this is probably the biggest bomb, if not of all of E3, of at least Nintendo's conference, and that's when they announced the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And Why did I have that on my list? I don't know, but. I don't know either, man. <laughs> I think I forgot about it. Probably what it was. You're a soulless monster. I, I, I didn't know what to call it, I think. Sequel to Breath of the Wild. Um, but no, I mean, uh, I love the new look for Zelda with like the short hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've seen some memes out there where uh, they go, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and then they have the video of the um japanese girl from the bethesda where she goes it's spooky yeah (laughs) (laughs) so um but it looks it's definitely a very spooky trailer honestly and um you know i spent so much time with breath of the wild i'm super excited i feel like though we don't get this to at least 2021 honestly like if we get it earlier than that i will be super shocked like one hundred percent shocked. Twenty twenty one sounds like a good, uh, a good wait, a good point for it. No, I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> the good point is to get it to me now, not make me wait. Don't make me wait. You want already have? Yeah, but I just feel like uh, this is Nintendo's mo: is that they reveal a game, and then you wait a year, and you probably don't hear anything about it. Yeah, and then eighteen months, you know, a year and a half goes by, and now they're ready to start talking about it. And here's the release date, and it's ready to go. Yeah, you know, like that's usually their mo. Uh, because we knew about Breath of the Wild way back in the the Wii U's life cycle. You know, back when right. the Wii U was was there. I mean, it got released. Yeah, cause it was a, it was a launch title for uh launch. for yeah. uh, the Switch, right? Yeah, launch for, for the Switch. It was. And it was released on the Wii U. So uh, people that already had it, they could buy it and play it on the Wii U That's what as it well. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I'd recommend it on the Switch because <laughs> it's a more powerful console. There's more stuff that gets loaded up in detail, and uh, you can play it on the go. Don't have to deal with the dumb touchscreen from the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing, right? All the above, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I do want to play more. Of Breath of the Wild. I mean, watching the the 
sequel get announced, like I'm so tempted to to grab Breath of the Wild and pop it back in the Switch and mm-hmm. just go start adventuring some more because <laughs> I'm like I want it now. But since yeah. I can't get it now, maybe I can just tide myself over and play yeah. Breath of the Wild. Right. Mm-hmm. Feel that makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's. I even so I was listening to the music and this is has no bearing on the game whatsoever. But I was like, it kind of sounds like they're singing backwards. So I found a little backwards recorder thingy and I imported the video in and played it backwards. And it still sounds like they're singing gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, yeah, there's not really uh, anything to that. So if, if you watch the trailer and you're like backwards singing, they're not saying or singing anything of importance or relevance. They might be singing in Japanese, but I can't tell because I, it doesn't sound Japanese. It sounds like him and Hawes that they just decided to reverse for some reason. Right. <clears throat> Who knows? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember when Breath of the Wild came out and I had numerous people talking to me about it. We talked about it. Yeah, we, we talked about it at length. Uh, you and a couple of my other friends were talking to me about it, you know, how much they love the game and all that stuff. And I'm so happy for you guys that you guys really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. And now you're getting a sequel to probably one of your favorite games that's on the Switch that came out at, at that point in time. So I can only imagine how that makes you feel. So mm-hmm. I'm all for that, man. All for that. Y'all, yeah. y'all enjoy that for real. And when I get around to getting a Switch, it's on my list to play. Yeah. So if you, you haven't played it yet then? Even no. Uh, I've seen people. I've seen people play it. I've never played it myself, though. No. <laughs> he shaking his just, head at me for those yeah. who are listening uh, in uh, audio form. It's it's just disappointing, my dude. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I understand. But I mean, I've never played a Zelda game like before Ocarina of Time, and even then, I I didn't play that one until couple of years ago and i haven't gone back to it because it's on an emulator on my old laptop and i just haven't gone back to it right well i guess my question is though why do you need to play the previous games to play this one uh i don't it was one of those things where you know you know i just kind of wanted wanted to play it i guess because i remember playing at a buddy's house you know uh uh, years ago um, and wanting to get a little further, or at least, or you know, try it on, on my own time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did, you know, not using any guys or anything to get through dungeons or whatever. I don't want to do that. Um, figuring it out on my own, trying to anyway. So I think that's more more so what it was for me than a necessity to play it before playing the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Because again, it's one of the things where you hear about how good the game is, so you know. You want to try it and see what, see if you like it yourself. Right. That owl keeps me out, though. The owl rotated head all the way around like him. (laughs) We're not friends. (laughs) Well, no, I just, I, um, I just, I bring it up because, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, you're like, I didn't play the original, so, you know, I might play this one. Breath of the Wild, you're like, I didn't play any of the others, so, you know, I didn't really play this one. So I was just, I was bringing it up because it seems like, if the game is based on something in the past, you have to have played the games in the past before you'll go on to and play the new one. I think you know, like like yeah. Borderlands Three, you wouldn't even care for it if if you've never played one or two. 
Right. And it's like, why though? I mean, the story I, maybe has some continuity for those that have played it, but they usually make these games standalone games that you can play without knowing yeah. Jack Diddley, you know? Yeah, de- de- definitely. I, I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there, for sure. Uh, but I, I think for some, something like Borderlands, you know, seeing those characters uh, and the things that have happened to those characters over the course of the three games uh, would make more of an impact on me, personally, if I've been, been invested from, from, from the beginning, from the first one. Right. Um, but Borderlands but for is something... a bad example, though. Yeah, yeah, right. I think, yeah, it's, right, I think right. it's because I'm looking at your screen and I see Borderlands Two up there. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but I think I, I I think with with things like Final Fantasy or Legend of Zelda, those kinds of games that I missed, like I right. missed those games um, back then. But right. because they're doing the remaster of them, uh, or, or you know, in, in the in the case of Final Fantasy, anyway, they're doing a remake of Seven. You know. Because I missed it back then, I can play it now in its in a modern format, and I'm assuming anyway, still get a at least similar experience to what the people who played it back then are getting, minus you know the combat changes and that sort of stuff. I'd imagine the story is going to stay the same in that sort of business. Yeah, it might be upres and everything, but I'm pretty sure most things besides the combat. Will remain the same. That's well, just me guessing, of course. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I mean, from what I've heard, the story is going to be touched up. Like they're going to make it more, um, for like what word, plausible for today's day and age. Mm-hmm. So you're not. It's it's going to be a very similar story, but it's not going to be the exact same story. Right. Be, okay. Because there's going to okay. there's going to be also other stuff they're going to add to it so that uh, it kind of fleshes out the story of I think of other characters in that. From okay. what I've heard. Yeah. And that, so, and that also brings up an interesting point, but, too. But you can also buy Final Fantasy VII, the original game, on the Xbox One right now and get the exact same experience we got back in 1997. Okay. <laughs> so, to be that. fair, yeah. I mean, they've released all those games on the Xbox. So, you, okay. you know, you can play those without needing to, to play this remake. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Also, with that being said, it would it would be like, well, I can't play seven because I haven't played one through six. Yeah, you know. Right. So why would I play Final Fantasy seven because I haven't played one through six? But yeah. those games. So my knowledge, it all standalone story though, right? Exactly. So yeah. with the Legend of Zelda, each game is the same thing. Although yeah. they have a timeline where stuff takes place in the world of Hyrule, they're their own separate games. Yeah. Right. You right. Know? And I think, and I. I don't recall if 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 I if I misspoke and said, oh, I need to put Ocarina before I can play Breath of the Wild. If I said that, uh, I don't remember it. But I will say that um, you know, play again because I never played Ocarina or Breath of the Wild for that matter. You know, again, just, just wanting to go, wanting to go back and at least experience a little bit of it, um, just to see if I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is enough i don't like need to play it to enjoy breath of the wild it's more of getting the experience that i missed out on okay or at least seeing how i like it now because i can't i can't go back in time when i was a kid and play it that's not possible yet (laughs) so so i don't think breath of the wild came out when you was a kid you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh 
yeah, you didn't come out and specifically say, well, I can't play Breath of the Wild because I haven't played Ocarina of Time. Right. Um, it was more like you implied, well, you know, I'm not going to play Breath of the Wild because I missed out on Ocarina of Time. Oh, I missed okay. out. You know, it's more of an implication that you're like, you know, uh, if I was to say like Madden 20's coming out, but I didn't play Madden 19. Yeah, I haven't played. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played yeah. Madden 19, so, you know, so that, that's kind of the implication. Okay. And I was just trying to get some understanding. Like, is it that you're filling uh, the need with these games to play the previous games so that you get an understanding for them? Or, like, what's the story process there? Because, personally, I feel like, no, these mm-hmm. this is the perfect jumping in time. Like, if you was going right. to play a Zelda game, this is the time to do it. Yeah, right. I would, to answer your question, I would say it's more so for, uh, I'm going to use the word the experience of it. Okay. I guess. The experience points? The exper- <laughs> yes. Playing- You're going to bring up the experience points now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the experience of playing those older games uh, that I missed out on and right. just getting that experience. And not so much for, like you said, the story, because it's a standalone, separate uh, thing that I doesn't mean, really... Honestly, for me, like, I've played those games in the past, Yeah. and I already know how I feel about Breath of the Wild, so I would rather have someone that's never played any, didn't get those experience, but plays Breath of the Wild, to see, yeah. like, what this does for someone that's brand new to the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would rather... Sense. You'd rather yeah. them play the newer version versus going back to playing an older yeah. version of the game. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, I've I've played the older versions, so I may be looking at Breath of the Wild through uh, tint colored or rose tinted glasses. You mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I would rather get someone's opinion uh, that's never played them or uh, anything like that, just so that uh, I get kind of the full, the full uh, experience. Picture. Pull picture yeah. of it, yeah. Like is, the, is this because that that's the telling of a great game mm-hmm. is something that anyone you know never really picked it up or interested in, and they pick it up and it's like mind blown. Yeah. That's how good it, it is. Yeah, and it turns them into a fan of of the game, and it may want it may make them want them want to go back and play the old ones. It might, but it might yeah. not. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because it, it, it's like it, we'll get off this tangent here in a minute, guys. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, it's like it's like with me and Mass Effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could tell you to go start it too, because that's probably the best of the trilogy, um, in my opinion. But I would recommend because Master Chief dies. <laughs> yes, I would recommend you start from one to get the full experience and have and see all of your choices and things that you do over the course of that first game carry into the second and the third one. Right. Like I said, you because... can start it too. I don't have a problem with it, but one would be the first starting point. It gets the world building there and all that too. That's but a maybe it's a bad example. Yeah, because that's, that's a narrative-driven game. Mm-hmm. Like The whole point is the story. And the, the point is you take your actions in the first one and move them into the second one and into the third one, yeah. but not Andromeda because that doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, doesn't the grand scheme of things? I'm just being funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good because you're right. It doesn't. Yeah, but uh, those the narrative is the point. 
Yeah. And your actions are the point. And that's why so yeah. many people were upset with three, because it turns out your the point doesn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Um, so as uh, as The Rock says, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't feel like that's a good example because, yeah, you yeah, need to get the story. choices and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, but from a gameplay standpoint, that's that's where the difference is uh, for those that's, other okay. games. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's, yeah. get, <laughs> let's, let's get back on track here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Astral Chain. I love Platinum Games so much. Uh, they make really fun games. All that, That's it. And this one just looks to be more of the Platinum platinum style of game. I, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it looked amazing. Yep. I just hope it comes out. I'm like a certain Platinum Dragon game that shall not be named. <laughs> I'm sorry, but every time I hear <laughs> Platinum Games, like, Platinum Games made this, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if this game's gonna get canceled. <laughs> I yeah. that's that's always going to be the thing from from them for me now, yeah. because it, I'm so hurt because yeah, I wanted to scale back. They've made so many games that I really love, um, you know. So I'm I'm really really looking. For, if I recall, they did Vanquish, which was which was amazing. Did they do Vanquish? Let me let me uh, wait a minute. Of course, now like there we go. Sorry, look at my phone, guys. Because I can see it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They did Vanquish. It was really, really fun. This against many other ones, but yeah. I think I, I own that game, but I've never played it. You should play it. You should play it. It's really good. It's really fun. It's ridiculous. I haven't, I haven't played the other ones first, so, so I don't know if I would. <laughs> I don't know if I would get that. <laughs> Point. <laughs> Point, friend. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely Thanks. done. Uh, you had a few other things, right? Like, I, a couple I other do. Things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So, uh, Damon X Machina. So that was on my list here of things I wasn't too impressed with. Like, the more I see of that game, the more I'm sure I don't want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just fast paced. It's very bland. You know, a lot of s- simple colors and. Whenever there's music, it's always heavy metal rock. Mm-hmm. And so these are just all check marks in the box of Do not things I don't want. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I know it comes out this year. Uh, I hope people that play it have fun with it, but I'm just, nah. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. The last thing on my list was uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Okay. I it it reminds me of a game I saw at uh, Magfest a couple of years ago. Uh, this past Magfest, matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, so- Soundfall, what it was called, I believe. So yeah, it reminds me of that where you're in it, you're in like a dungeon type area, and you're fighting and monsters to the beat of the music, basically. Right. And it looked really cool. So in any game that has some sort of like music rhythm component to it, I'm mm-hmm. always going to be a fan of because I. Music is a big thing for me, <clears throat> but you know I want to see how that works in the game. Because when I played again, when I played Soundfall back at Magfest, I didn't really understand it at first, but I started to figure it out about midway through the dungeon area I was in. So 
I'm looking forward to seeing what people will think about the game and, you know, eventually, hopefully at some point, mm-hmm. playing it for myself and getting into the flow of the combat to the beat of the music and that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Right. And now, uh, from my understanding, uh, this is the uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, is the, the game that you're actually getting, but they're throwing in a Hyrule skin on top of it. Ah, that might be I what I what I saw. Maybe. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a separate game from Crypt of the Necrodancer. If you get both games, or how they're doing that. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's an old game. Uh, it's looked fun to me. It's on my wish list. So I've, <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to play it for a while now on right some of the other uh, consoles and stuff. Uh, I just haven't. I don't know why. I guess I'm too busy. But um, yeah. So. Uh, so it's it's already like you could play uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer and you're going to get the basic gist of the game. Yeah. But they're just slapping this uh, Legend of Zelda skin on it from my understanding. So that might be something you can look into because I know Crypt of the Necrodancer is available on Xbox. Um, right. So okay. Can, yeah, for sure. You can look that up and check that out. Uh, two, we've been trying to get the creators of Soundfall on the podcast so that we can actually talk to them about it. <laughs> yeah. And they have been ignoring our emails and our calls and our text messages. So anybody listening, if you're friends, if you know them, you know, give them a heads up. Tell them to message us if they want to get on the show. Yeah, I would love to talk to them more about the game because I was really digging it. Once yeah. I got it, I was really digging it. So, yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, a couple other things. Not interested in the Animal Crossing New Horizon. Not even in the slightest. <laughs> Were you ever in the Animal Crossing at all? Out of curiosity? Is that ever your thing? Um, I No, I wasn't. In fact, Animal Crossing was bought for me. <laughs> <laughs> the original one for the GameCube was bought for me. And I played it, and it was interesting. Like, But the coolest thing about it was digging up the old NES games to play in Animal Crossing. Because you could find That's classic cool. Nintendo games, hook them up, and play them in Animal Crossing. Um, but yeah, no, like I had a friend that was really into it, and he would like bring over his memory card so that we could like swap emails and messages and stuff. But I just, I my game it's has to have a you, point. Right? My game yeah. has to have a point, and Animal Crossing has no point. You know the. You could say, well, you're supposed to pay back your debt owed to Tom Nook. No. <laughs> that's that's not a point. That's a high score that I got to clear. And so <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, I guess now you're going on vacation. And I've heard that uh, in this new Horizon, Mr. Rossetti is gone. Because it has an autosave feature. You no longer can save and like turn off the game or whatever. He's out of a job. And so he he can't feed his family. Gets anymore, the doubt. This so. <laughs> was it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's disappointing. Um, did you have anything else? Because I have one more thing. That I was, was all that about. I had. Okay. So the last thing, uh, I didn't like the Resident Evil presentation that they had, and it was more than just um, zombie games. <laughs> <laughs> because they announced they're bringing all the Resident Evils to the Switch. <laughs> One through six, but I guess not seven, because that's, I don't know, whatever. 
Uh, but yeah, they, they in the presentation, it's two like a couple going into a. Oh yeah, house. yeah, yeah! When they were playing in the haunted in the yeah. house, whatever that was weird. Yeah, and then the house goes, and they're like, and they like take off and forget the switch and stuff. Yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, that just didn't resonate with me. Like no one ever does that. No one would ever go into an old haunted house. Which, by the way, that house looked fully furnished. <laughs> like, that did not look like a haunted house. That looked like somebody's <laughs> house it was their summer home. And they go there every summer and whatever. You know? Like, that's messed up. They broke into someone's house. <laughs> the summer home. Just so they could play Resident Evil. I thought that it was... The commercial... The the commercial stuff was a little weird, but I, I think it's a cool thing that they're bringing the Resident Evil games over okay. to the console. Um, my I've only ever played like I played Resident Evil Two on the Sneak Sneak that that way back when on on the on the uh, sixty four or whatever. Really? Um, I didn't get very far in it. I was too scared, obviously, as as a young as a young boy. So- uh, from what you've told me, those puzzles were probably very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, also those. Yeah, also those. Also those. Uh, but um, I didn't. And the only one that I ever, the only like modern one that I played was six. No. Okay. Yes, six. And that was the more action focused one, which I wasn't a fan of that one either because it was more action heavy and the tank okay. controls. <laughs> I thought they got rid of the tank no, controls. They, no, they did. Six. They did. They did. They did. I'm sorry. Misspoke. I, okay. I played it because it didn't have tank controls. I was like, all right, cool. No tank controls? I'm cool with that. Let's try it out. But because it was so action-heavy, I wasn't a fan of it. If you're going to do a horror game, I wanted to scare me. I didn't get that feeling in 6. 7 would probably be a different story in certain parts of it. But yeah, neither here nor there. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't played 7 yet. Probably haven't either, I know. <laughs> I'll get to it at some point. Yeah, in like 2032. Well, oh, the game's yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I feel like we should have a, a winner and a loser for E3. Like, so we have the the six conferences. We mm-hmm. have Microsoft, uh, Bethesda, Ubisoft, Square Enix, and Nintendo. So who who won and who lost out of those six? I think. I think Nintendo, for me anyway, uh, takes it this year as far as the winner goes. Second place would probably be Microsoft, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Um, um, I'm actually going to give the the winner to Microsoft. Okay. Um, they had more information on there and more stuff that uh, I was excited about that they revealed and stuff. Yeah, you know, Fantasy Star Online two, pretty much. Yeah, you know, definitely. if if Nintendo was like, oh yeah, and we're also getting Fantasy Star two, <laughs> then that's it. They've won. You know, they they got everything. But uh, I did actually read a uh, side note that Fantasy Star two will eventually come to the other consoles, but there it's launching go. on the Xbox first. So, yeah. yeah so I feel like uh, they had more information. I was more invested in their conference. Mm-hmm. And they had the great meme-worthy stuff, you know? 
Yeah, so, that's, that's also very true. You're right. Yeah. Um, I would give close second to Nintendo. Uh, you know, if they'd revealed more about the Breath of the Wild 2 sequel, you know, either a release date or just more information, because the trailer was really, it's only like 30 seconds long at a max. It's not very long at all. Right. You know, so I feel like because there wasn't enough of that and a lot of the other stuff was stuff we already have just being released on the Switch. Um, that's why I am giving it to Microsoft more than Nintendo. But who is your loser of Nintendo or not Nintendo? Excuse me. The loser <laughs> of E3. Uh, mine is probably uh, Ubisoft. Besides Watchdog, besides, besides Watchdog Legion, there wasn't really much that got me excited from Ubisoft. Okay. I mean, I mean, and you know, roller champions, but that's that's not the the big thing for me. Besides watchdogs, there wasn't really much else. No, and Splinter, no Splinter Cell definitely hurts it for me too. Again, because I kind of wanted to see it, but you know, Ubisoft for me was the the big L. You're gonna hold right. that one for this year. That makes sense. Uh, I would agree with you, but I'm gonna give the loss to Sony because, as Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky have taught me, you miss 100% of the shots that you never take. <laughs> And so the fact that they just didn't even go to E3, they're instant losers. So that's who I'm going to give it to. Fair, fair. <laughs> Makes sense. I had to trick you because I was like, out you of sure these did. six, yeah. <laughs> you should have like, we agree on something? We do, but yeah. swerve. <laughs> if out of, out of the ones, I would have given it to Ubisoft just because it felt bland. Yeah. Uh, but no, it has to be Sony because they, they didn't even show up. You know, I they didn't. I, and I can't argue with you there. They didn't show up. I mean, hey. Yeah, and they could have held off on their. They did like a state of play video like two weeks mm-hmm. before E three. Yeah, they could have did it the week they of E three. Yeah, they could have done that the week of E three, and uh, I think you know before Square Enix revealed their stuff. Yeah. So, but they didn't. So I don't know. I think it was very safe E three overall, though. Very safe E three. I think there was a lot of th- most of the things here. What do you mean by we, safe? Like there wasn't a lot of new IPs. I think a, a safe meaning like I think most of the things here. I feel like we sort of knew about already that they were showing. Again, safe, safe for a few things like you know Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop. Uh, most, you know, most of the things I feel like we already knew about in some capacity. Okay, so it's safe and that not, people that's, that's, can't keep their mouth shut, and so they reveal information before <laughs> E3. Yeah, and it's, it's that's not a bad thing by any means. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but um, we I I think if you listen to podcasts or any other any other things, I think you'll you'll hear this this uh phrase be thrown around a lot. E3 is like Christmas for gamers or whatever, you know, because you get to see all the new things, you get excited for them. Um, not to say that we weren't excited for these things, but I feel like, again, because most of these things we already knew were A, going to be there, or B, we've already seen them before, and we're just seeing more of them, uh, makes it a little less exciting. Not, again, 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 not saying that it's bad, and it's not a bad thing to be safe. It's it's very difficult to keep a tight lip on projects and certain stuff because 
uh, you know, news outlets want to be like the first. And sometimes I feel like maybe they go, you know, you give us reliable info that we can publish and we'll give you a kickback, mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel like there's very possible. Yeah. A little bit of that. Or sometimes people are so excited about what they're working on that it's like they want to tell people and they yeah. have to tell people. You know, so they make a fake Twitter account and start spreading the news. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or even if, even if it's just something on accident that happens and they're just, they just, you know, it just slipped out and that's it. Because you know how the internet is. There was a WNBA player a while back. She had a tweet. She tweeted, somebody asked her like about women in, 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 in 2K20 or whatever. And she was like, yeah, we'll be in the game. And it instantly got deleted. But somebody saw it too late. And now it's out there. And now people are like, oh. It's confirmed, apparently. So, yeah, those sorts of things happen. But, you know. Hey, guys. Ken from the R&R Gaming Podcast here. You've just reached the end of episode 87. But wait, there's more. We had so much content for this episode that we decided to separate it into a 87.1 episode that we are also releasing. It is completely about Destiny, and it has a lot of good content. So you should definitely take a listen and check out that episode. And as always, guys, everyone could use a little more R&R.